everybody. Hi, guys. It's Real Momly coming at you. Yeah. Long time no chat, I suppose. We've been a little <laughs> bit so. Yeah. We took a mental break last week. We needed it. We both are in school. Working started back. Things started opening up. So, you know, it was just a stressful fucking week. Things are just... Things are crazy in the world right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we just needed a little bit of a break. Yep. We hope everyone is... What? I forget what I was going to say. I was going to say, I hope we hope everyone is staying healthy and safe and um, being aware of how we are affecting other people um, and just, you know, loving people and staying true to ourselves and peaceful things, everybody. Yeah, I hope that, you know, everyone is just, it's a crazy world out there right now and Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has lots to say about everything so I just you know kindness I think is the number one thing to remember and you know exactly kindness no matter what yeah so that's just all I have to say about it and uh, I saw that they're closing down over there by your house for the um, protest on Saturday yeah I heard there's one on Barton yeah, it line. goes uh, yeah, it goes all the way to 520. Closed it down. Um, it goes from Barton to 520 on Fisk, I think. Oh, it is on Fisk. I did hear that. So, um, hmm. I don't know if they've closed. I think they closed it down after your street. But they're telling people that you can't drive through there or whatever. So just so you know, Saturday. Oh, I didn't know that. My, so my street's going to be blocked off. Yeah. To Fisk. I mean, you can probably get out another way, maybe. I don't know when it, where it starts. Hmm. I'm not sure. That'll be interesting. Because Barton after your street? Barton oh. is after, right? I, I get Barton and Barnes confused. No, Barton is if you are going is north of my house okay okay barnes is south so maybe you'll maybe your street won't be closed Closed. yeah wow that's gonna be really cool honestly i was driving by that way on the way home and just seeing everybody outside that's that'll be a that'll be a cool protest is that that's what it's yeah. called a protest? I don't. I'm yeah, it's sure. a protest. It's supposed to be like a peaceful. Okay, that's what um, I was just gonna ask. Yeah. That'll be cool yeah. though. To see. Yeah, I thought about participating, but we have our kids, so it's not that's something what I, I was take just them. thinking. I don't want to take Cole. That's why I was thinking yeah. if I could just walk up because we're we're right at Fisk. So if um. Which now everyone knows where I live, but. <laughs> <laughs> But we could just walk up to the street since Barnes is north, a little bit north of us, and we could maybe just see what's going yeah. on and participate from over here. Yeah. 
So I know a lot of people are planning on going, which is pretty cool. But do you know what time it starts? At three. They're closing the street down at two. Okay. Wow. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully it goes well and I hope that it's peaceful and everyone's like already starting to complain about it being like not peaceful and people rioting and, and oh over looting, it's going to be like, over here doing. yeah so um i just i mean there's no reason to do any of that so i hope it's just like a peaceful i hope that the protesters are peaceful and i hope that the police are peaceful and it's just a peaceful yeah. thing i hope i hope it's peaceful too just for the neighborhood and like the children i know a lot of kids live in this unlike my neighborhood and in the area so that yeah. that would be my main thing is you know at least respect the people's homes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, so our yeah. we don't feel like we're you know, we're worried about our kids in that way. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I'm curious. That's but, pretty exciting though. Yeah. So lots of people participating in things like this all around the world. Yeah, I think that's um, incredible. That like it's a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So pretty awesome. All right. So we're going to talk about our postpartum journeys yeah. today. Because postpartum, um, I feel like postpartum for some people, I've heard stories where they're like, where it's like, yeah, I didn't really feel any different. Like I had a great, you know, great bond with my baby and it was just, it was just fucking peachy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Like it went, it went great. You didn't feel any different at all. <laughs> I'm like, holy yeah. fuck! That's definitely not how I felt. It was well, not... everyone goes through it differently. Yeah, but I know we all like to hear all the different stories, like birth stories and postpartum journeys, and like we all want to all all moms or moms to bees or, you know, um, people read. Being it like every it, that part is interesting hearing everybody's everything's different happens in a different way so we figured we would just discuss what we went through and have you guys enjoy our continuing postpartum journey with us because I feel like it's never ending exactly like I said earlier once postpartum always postpartum oh yeah Mm-hmm. so do you want to start yeah sure your... I'll start okay. um so I had little Cole man it was fucking great I feel like I was he on a was high so he was so little six pounds I couldn't believe two how ounces. little he was I know me neither oh, I miss that but um I feel like I was on a high like once I had him it was just like Okay, everything's fucking great. Like, I remember Jake went to a gig the next day. And normally I would have been like, like, are you fucking kidding me? And um, no, it wasn't the next day. It was like the day after that. But still, I would have freaked the fuck out. I I was still in the hospital. I would have flipped my shit. But I was on such a high. I just had my beautiful baby boy. that I was just like, you know what? Go. It's go to your gig. He was. I know. He, I was surprised. I even told Sherrod. I was like, "Oh, Jake went to a gig," and I thought that that was weird. That Charlie was like, "Fine with it." I was know, totally fine yeah, with it. Still with it. Like, it oh was yeah, super I weird. I think I honestly, mean, I told Sherrod, I was like, "You cannot leave the hospital." <laughs> 
Next time if things will be different. Jake will be taking a week off of work. A whole <laughs> week, an entire week. Yeah. But um but no, I think Jake honestly like I think he was kind of like I remember him being like we have a kid now. I need to make money. And I think that was like a switch just like he kind of like freaked out. And like work is like his go-to when he freaks out. So I like now that I look back on it, that's what I think happened. It was like holy fuck, I just had a kid. I need to go to my yeah. safe place and like music is a safe place. So I think that was like kind of like a good thing for him and I got to be with Cole and and honestly that day you came that day because that's why I was okay with it because you were going to come and see me in the hospital. And I don't, I think Cole was gone. They had, they took Cole for like tests and stuff and you like, you barely saw him for like five minutes Yeah, because they came and took him. Yeah. Cause he was there when I got there and then they came like right after I got there and took him. Mm Mm-hmm. For tests or whatever they needed to and do. He was gone for a while, I felt like. So Yeah. But um but honestly, the first few days after you're just fucking bleeding everywhere and you're waddling and I didn't it's just so fucking weird and you're just like no one tells you what to do. And so I remember like the first like I was so excited to leave the hospital and be in my own bed, which now I look back and I'm like, why didn't I leave the day after having Cole and just go home because it's you can check out of the hospital. It's a very expensive hotel. I wish I realized that earlier because I would have gone the fuck. I didn't home. know that you could just leave if you wanted to. You can leave. You have to sign a waiver, but you can fucking leave. Dang, I have to remember that for my next baby, right? Because I hate that part. That's like the that's worst the worst part. part. You don't sleep. You don't sleep yeah. anyways, and they're waking you up when you're sleeping and like you finally have fallen asleep and it's not like at least for me I, I feel like they didn't help me at all with my breastfeeding I feel like when I asked for help this woman just like came in there and like she fucking shook me around and moved my arm and was just like there I'm like uh, this is the most uncomfortable position ever like I don't know what you just put me in but that's not what I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. do um so I didn't feel like I got any help but once being home was just super great um but yeah, your emotions are like on a roller coaster. You're so happy, and then you just cry. But I remember I was freaking the fuck out because I thought I would get I was gonna like get Cole sick. I remember um, I was constantly looking up online like how germs were passed from like baby to mother, and like if breast milk would um, help with that, or if like I was gonna get my baby sick. I remember I have really bad allergies all the fucking time, so. My nose, like, I'll start getting, like, I'll have really bad allergies one day and not know if it's a cold or allergies. And I'll be, like, looking up online, is my baby going to get a cold? Or, like, looking at everything. So I was kind of, like, high anxiety. Very, very high anxiety. Um, oh, is that a baby? Yeah, she's trying to open that the slider door. Oh, okay. I don't know where her short intermission (laughs) yeah sorry guys oh she wants her mama now can escape from her room even with the 
child protector thingies on the doorknobs. So she kind of comes and goes as she pleases. <laughs> there you go. Oh, good Lord. Once they yeah. find out how to open your door, you can never go back. Nope. You're just so, and it's only far. her door. I don't understand it, but whatever. That's funny. Okie baby. Yeah. Okay, so where were we on your journey? Um, high anxiety. Coming home, I think, is where you were in your anxiety. Yeah. Coming home. I honestly think, though, like the first few weeks I thought went pretty great besides the anxiety. I think I felt pretty good. Um, for, I mean, it was hard, but you, like you just did it. I feel like I don't even remember because I was just so like your mm, schedule is just so messed up. You're like sleeping. It's always dark. You're always in bed. You're always like breastfeeding or it was just like a big blur. And I honestly feel like that time just kind of flew by. Like Jake, Jake will tell you like that was like the newborn stage was probably the hardest for him. And I think for me, it was the easiest. Yeah. At least like with Cole. Maybe like, it was the connection. It maybe like, it was have, like that connection at the newborn stage, like you had with them. It's re- I think it's really hard for the dads during that time because literally the baby is attached to your boob twenty four seven, and there's yes. really like the dad doesn't have that opportunity to feed the baby himself or like you know like the baby really just wants a mommy, so it's kind of hard for the bonding to happen between a newborn and the, and the dad. So That's I get that part. True. They kind of probably they kind of feel invisible because they're just yeah. like working or if they're at home, they're just like helping you around the house and like doing things for you and the baby, you know, yeah. so it's hard. It's a hard transition for everybody. Um, but I just remember being like so infatuated with Cole. Honestly, I think the first six weeks were pretty decent. I, I mean, I'm really good at like. I really like, I'm a big homebody. I like staying at home. So I like, um, it was like comforting for me for a little bit, you know, to like get away from the world, be with my baby, kind of just like have that closed off. Um, So I think it was nice also, you know, having your support system and everything like that and the people that you're going, um, that you can go to like you and my other girlfriend, you guys, you know, having you guys and also you guys having babies. I think that helped me a lot. Cause just going over to your house and like hanging out like with the babies and everything, that was really a saving grace, you know, having your girlfriends there. Um, but yeah, mine was really high anxiety. Honestly, when everything kind of changed for me was, um, I got, at my six, you know, six week, you go to your, your checkup or whatever. And they say, everything's fine. My sex drive was on point. It was super good. And then I got, um, an IUD Morena. And that's when I like started going fucking crazy. Um, I had serious, like, like, honestly, like the way I like think about how my emotions were then it was like bipolar, like one minute, I'd be like, I'd be totally fine. And the next I'd be fucking bawling or screaming or like I, 
Cole started rejecting um, my boob after and it was just it was a really hard time I felt really guilty for not I and it's still that's something that's super hard for me is I feel guilty or I feel like I could have done more to stick with breastfeeding I also know that my anxiety was so fucking high and I was so depressed that it was probably a good thing for me to not have to breastfeed him because I like I just couldn't connect there yet I needed like a I it was like a I guess I needed a break I don't fucking know I still don't know but I feel guilty about not being able to breastfeed him for as long as I wanted to I had expectations I guess um you know sometimes your body doesn't you know has a different plan for you yes and my body definitely did and pumping Mm -hmm. that shit does not help it's completely that shit does not do anything I would pump and get fucking ounce and then you know when Cole would um latch or whatever it'd be like eight ounces or just flow and flow and flow it's completely different pumping I tried to pump like exclusively for like a month fuck that shit didn't fucking work for me (laughs) didn't work at all um But no, I had really bad emotional issues and it was all my hormones. Um, I think I had Mirena in. I gave it the full, what do they say? They say to give it six months to fully. Yeah, to kind of like level out. Level out. So I gave, I waited the full six months. And so I think I got it removed at eight months because I wasn't feeling any different. I was, I felt insane. I remember talking to Jake about it for a, a while Um, because we obviously, I obviously got the IUD, so we wouldn't get pregnant. Um, again, so we had to talk about, you know, different ways to try and not for, to prevent pregnancy. So, um, but yeah, I remember getting it out and like a few hours later, just feeling like relief, whether it was because. The IUD was out and it wasn't like giving off the hormones and my body wasn't like reacting to it and it was like leveling out a little bit. But um, but dude, that was like the best fucking day ever. I I feel like I noticed a difference in my attitude um, and everything. I, I honestly. Th- um, the first so like what, eight months into it before I got the IUD out was probably the lowest I've ever felt like getting to the point where you're like and I feel really bad saying this but like you're getting to the point where you're like okay Jake and Cole will be fine without me like they'll be fine like they don't need me like I'm insane like they'll be fine without me like I can run away or like I I was honestly at the point where I was like thinking like I'd be better off dead like it's good like they'll be fine And once I started thinking like that, that's when I was like, I have to get help because I never, ever want to fucking do that. Um, Right. So that's when I started seeing a reflexologist, Dr. Goolsby. I got the IUD taken out. I started seeing Dr. Goolsby and um, he's a reflexologist. No. He's a reflexologist, but he does something else. It's like reflex analysis. That's what it's called. Um. And it's this whole elaborate, not elaborate, but like, it's so fucking crazy how it works. But pretty much my hormones were working at a zero or a one um, out of 10. 
And so it was like, I remember going in there and um, just, I was not happy. I was fucking strung out, like losing my mind. And then six months down the road, like working through all of like the taking all the hormonal supplements and like um changing my diet up and like really you know working on like natural um things for my anxiety I take um I take um like a energy a green supplement that's from detox energy detox energy greens um, and I take the one for anxiety. It's like a tablespoon of greens and I put it in a shot of water and just chug it back. But you can put it in anything. That shit helps me so much with my anxiety. Um, but I, I remember going in after like six months of being on all the supplements and the his nurse was like, she was like, you look like a new person. She was like, you're finally, she was like, it looks like you're finally getting yourself back into your like feeling like yourself again. And that was one thing with Cole is like, I did not feel like myself at all. I felt like a new, like a completely different person. I didn't know how I fit. I didn't, I didn't want to lose my old self while also finding my new self. It was like a really weird perspective, like per um, perspective. I wanted to be my old self still, but I wanted to be better than that and do better for my son and become a different person and grow. But I also didn't want to like leave the past behind, you know. So it's been a really hard transition for me um, to find like my place. And because I don't want to be like, I love my son and I love taking care of him, but I don't want to be a caretaker taker forever like I don't want like I don't you know I don't want my life to just be taking care of Cole right I I want more for myself um and I think I needed that you know plants really saved me um when I was really bad in postpartum depression and anxiety taking care of my plants and watching them grow and like that it like gave me hope it was really awesome how you know, gardening and everything like that really helps me out. But yeah, dude, it's just like postpartum is hard. And, you know, there still are days where you're like, my hormones are fucking crazy. But now I've started, you know, um, really tracking my um, fertility and my um, menstrual cycle and my entire cycle. I track it and I track it with the moon. And now I know I mean, I always have start my menstrual cycle on the full moon and I know like last week I was having fucking a mental breakdown and I this week and I look at the calendar and I'm like, no wonder I'm going to be starting my period soon, you know? So it's like at first you feel like everything's fucking ending and you're like, wait, no, this is happening for a reason. My body is my hormones are a little off level because my body is going through my, you know, it's starting revving up for this shit. So like understanding what is going on in my body really like helps me understand it better so I'm not as hard on myself yeah so it's been really nice and you know Cole's getting older and he's so fucking awesome and um he makes me want to be a better mom so you know getting through those first few months for me it was really 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 hard um but I also made me a better person and a stronger mom, I think. 
and it, it made me kind of help me figure out, you know, what I want and, you know, transform me into a mother and Charlie, like figuring out who I am beyond a mom, but also, you know, loving every minute of being a mom. Yeah. So it's just a hard transition all over, overall, all over. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I know that like everyone posts like they're, everyone wants to seem perfect on social media or whatever. And I always see these posts about, you know, what reality is not really like Mm -hmm. as far as how they want people to see how they're doing, you know, Mm -hmm. especially being a new mom because it's a whole new ball game. Basically it's you're, you're becoming a different person. Mm -hmm. You're, um, everything's changed. Your whole body has changed. Nothing is the same. And it's even, it's hard to get, you know, used to your body where it's like, you know, even, I don't know if it's the same for other people, but even sex feels differently to me. And, you know, having new ways of, you know, finding new ways of what feels good because what used to feel good now feels like nothing. And you're like, what the fuck? Or even, you know, lubrication because, you dry up a little faster and it's like, like those little things where you're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And you're like, my body is just different now. And I don't, you know, you're still having the hormone imbalances and all that kind of stuff. It affects that, you know? And I remember a lot of people, I mean, I lost a lot of weight when I started getting really depressed and everything. Um, after having coal, I went down to like, 85 pounds and everyone would be like oh my gosh you lost your baby weight so fast and I literally would want to punch them in the face because I'm like this is so unhealthy like this is not good like that's not a good thing that I lost it that fast like going from 120 pounds to 85 like yeah I might you might I might be really really skinny but I'm also bony and I can't fit in anything and I'm like super unhealthy it's not yeah. like it's not the best thing in the world that I lost the weight so fast. I wish I would have kept it. So right. like well, people's perspectives, yeah. you know, are different than what may be going on for you. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's just But I feel like, you know, and and I think part of that is very sad that our world thinks that you need to look in order for you to look good you need to be skinny Mm -hmm. because I thought like you looked your best at that 120 pounds me too and I felt my best I felt my best so I just like that part it just blows my mind that it's still like in order for you to look good you have to be skinny that our world is still like that because Mm -hmm. that's not that's not a healthy thing it's not healthy no, exactly. And I'm I was really skinny back before I had Oakland. You were. I had lost a ton of weight because I went through depression too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everyone was telling me, like, how good I looked and um, this and that. But, like, I felt like I was pretty unhealthy. I felt like I was getting sick all the time. I felt like I just was too skinny. It just was too skinny for me. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm too fat. I need to lose some weight, but what can you do? 
<laughs> it's loving yourself no matter what. Loving those imperfections <laughs> and those butt stretch marks and your boob stretch marks and your nipples I, pointing I in weird ways. I don't mind that I am. That's good. That's good that you feel comfortable in that. You know, yeah, I'm not sitting there like hating on myself or like, man, I wish I was skinnier. Or, like, you know, judging myself every day before I get in the shower or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that I'm not fat, but I'm not as skinny as I used to be. But my body also went through carrying two babies. And Within a matter of like 18 months. Yeah. So there's a lot of transformation, a lot of change throughout that time. So I'm, I'm proud of myself and what my body went through mm-hmm. and, you know, that's all. And, and it shouldn't even be a matter of like your body has to go through something in order for you to be proud of having weight on because you should love your body no matter what, whether you're skinny, not skinny whatever you know it's just you should just love yourself no matter what but for me that's how I view it as like you know I don't need to be skinny like I was before like Mm -hmm. it's if I if I lose weight great but I'm not like obsessing over it that's good that's a good and honestly that I bet that's a great place to be in too like feeling that like confidence and that comfort that like you don't like you don't have to impress anybody else like you are going to you know you're gonna get dressed up for you or you know you love yourself yeah. and that's really nice yeah that's it I think that's super important so anyway I didn't mean to you know cut you off or whatever oh, no, I think I was done I really honestly don't like I remember feeling super lonely in postpartum where you're kind of like you want to reach out but also you don't want to reach out because you don't like you don't know if you can reach out um and for me it was super hard because I always wanted to call my mom and I couldn't call my mom and then it's like for it was like no one will be no one else is gonna know what to say like my mom would right you know so it was just like a weird like learning how to be on my own that was like the first time where I was like dude at the end of the day it's like it's me Cole and Jake like that's like that's what my like that's my main focus besides myself obviously like those two are it you know they're Mm -hmm. my family and at the end of the day when you get to a certain point you kind of have to put like their you know yourself and your family first and you know if you have to put other not other people to the side but like you know you start to realize like oh like going to the stores or like going to hang out with my friends or going to hang out with even my family like no I need to be at home with Jake and Cole like uncertain times and I was never really I'm like, I'm super about seeing, I mean, I would see my family, my dad and my brothers every week, twice a week. And now. Yeah, I know you guys have always been close. Yeah. And now I'm kind of, you know, things have changed where it's like, I 
I talk to my dad weekly and I talk to them weekly, but I don't see them weekly, you know, unless. Well, you get busy. Priorities change. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Things change and you're like my priority now is me, Cole and Jake and trying to get myself better for them and especially Cole and, you know, work on myself. And it's like, holy fuck. Now it's like time to get shit in gear. Like, why didn't I do this so long ago? It could have been done by now. Yeah. Could have been done. What was I doing? Probably if I didn't have coal, I still would be doing like the same, same old shit I was doing. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we'd both be doing that. But that, like, that blows my mind. Like, literally, if. If I did not have Cole, I would not be in school right now. I would still just be hanging out. Working and partying. Yes, literally be making my money to get by, which I am making money to get by now, but in a different way. Back then, not even back then. A few years ago, I was making money so I could go out, drink beer, smoke weed, sleep. Yep. That was it. Damn, no responsibilities. (laughs) But I'm very proud of myself. And, you know, working towards shit makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah, exactly. So I like the track I'm on. And it's I like where I'm at now a lot. That's good. It's hard. It's fucking hard. And there's not a lot of downtime, but. You know, in a few years, you'll it'll just be a busy, hectic couple years, and then it'll be done, and I'll be working, and it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. So you know, that's that's what how what gets me through it. I'm like, okay, this is only temporary. You know, I have to bust my ass. Yeah. For a short amount of time, and then. You know, it'll get better. It'll so. all be worth it in the end. Yeah. So that's just what gets me through this crazy time of school and work and kids. And school is hard. You know, it's it's hard when you... I think healthcare in general is hard. Mm-hmm. There's so much information you have to know and... And there's so much information yeah. changing and evolving, and yeah, there's so always I just think continuing that... educations and yep. So, but anyway, so my postpartum journey was—I shouldn't say was because it's still happening, but um, it was a little different between my two uh, pregnancies. So I had. I was, you know, healthy and um, excited to have Oakland and, like, my body was, like, I worked through my entire pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt strong. I felt like, I, I don't know, I was, it was just, like, a, a happy, healthy pregnancy, I think, yeah. with Oakland. And then I had Oakland and... um. You know, I think, like I had mentioned before, I wasn't, like, prepared with how, um, 
the healing process was going to be. Yeah. So, you know, I had Oakland and then it's immediately, you know, you're basically on your ho- your own. Yeah, the nurses are there occasionally, you know, to help you get up and go to the bathroom. But other than that, they show you what to do like once or twice and then you're basically on your own. Right. You know, it's just, it's very overwhelming when you don't know what to do. You're just kind of like, okay, well, I'm bleeding. I hurt. I can barely sit. I don't even want to poop or Mm -hmm. think about pooping. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't know the extent of everything down there. I think my thing was I had to get stitches. So, um, I thought that if I pooped, it was going to like rip him out or something. And yeah. I was so afraid. I was, I just remember that. I was so afraid. Um, but, you know, it, it was just like, you know, it, I hated being in the hospital. Hated it. It was the worst. I got zero sleep in the hospital. None. Um, zero sleep. Because I was so... One, I was hurting. They give you ibuprofen, okay? Mm-hmm. A little stronger than that. Um, you know, you're hurting. You're uncomfortable. You have to feed your baby every two or three hours. You are looking over constantly, like, making sure your baby's okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's just, you're constantly being interrupted. People in and out. There's just no, you're just not. So that does not help your healing process no. at all. I was stressed to the max by the time we were able to get out of the hospital. And we had people here, which, you know, family members and whatever. So that was also very stressful. You know, but I remember coming home and feeling really relieved. But that first day coming home, all my emotions flooded in. And I just was crying. And I just... um. I just needed sleep. I hadn't, I hadn't slept for three days, you know, four days really technically, because do you really sleep the night before, you know, you Mm -hmm. have something scheduled? Not really. I was scheduled to be induced. So I was like, why awake the whole night before? Right. Um, so, and you're awake pretty much the whole time during labor because can you really sleep through that? No. So, you know, you're pretty much just awake for however long till you get home. So I had all these emotions, like, flooding in. And I remember coming into my room and, like, I just needed some sleep. My mom was here. And I just was crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in pain. You know, I just didn't know what to expect. And it was just a overload of so much stuff at one time. And, um... You know, once I got home, I finally was able to get some rest. The, the, my new routine started setting in with the baby and, um, you know, started to heal, started to feel a little better. I think I was depressed. Um, and then I got pregnant again. So I never really had that time to bounce back as far as my body, my emotions, everything, hormones. Mm-hmm. So I got pregnant again, and I think with my second pregnancy, it wasn't, like, a joyous, happy time, you know, because I was trying to take care of a baby, 
and be pre- like there was no enjoyment for my second pregnancy not only that but I wasn't working so I hadn't lost the original baby weight so I had my second baby weight on top of that gaining more weight yeah and I wasn't working or like active because I was home with um Oakland mm-hmm. so I gained even more weight because that's what you do when you're just sitting on the couch or sitting down all day long. Yeah. And my body was very uncomfortable. I was sore. My sciatica was horrible. Um, so anyway, I had to do like yoga stretches and go to a chiropractor. And like my body was just bigger than it's ever been. And um, it was not a good time for me. I was uh, ready from the start for the baby to come like Mm -hmm. it wasn't a joyous time like I enjoyed my first pregnancy a second time around I was just over it I was done I'm like get this baby out now yeah so second time around after I had Emberlin I knew what to expect so my healing process was a lot better a heck of a lot easier um you know we I was like I hated the hospital part hated it yeah, that's awful. um that's my least favorite part. But as soon as I got home, I feel so much better. Came home, you know, relaxed. But um, like you, I got I ended up getting the IUD at six weeks, and my hormones have been pretty crazy. My anxiety's been through the roof. I got such bad anxiety where I was having a hard time, like um, even driving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to do something about it. So I ended up going on an anti-anxiety medicine. Um, which has helped for me and I still have my IUD. I don't like it at times because there's like, my body's different. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, it's just different. It's, there's things that I don't like about it with the IUD, but there's things that I do like, and I am not trying to get pregnant again. So, you know, yeah. Hell more yeah. Pros and, cons and it's crazy how it, like it works, like it affected it affected you, but not so badly where it was like, like you had positives and negatives to the IUD, whereas all as I had, it was negative. Yeah. So it affects I mean, everyone I, completely differently as well. Oh, yeah. For sure. So I just, um, you know, I'm still on it. Um, but... Um, I still have problems with anxiety. Yeah. So, you know, I still take my medication. I get depressed every now and again. I went through, I would say about, gosh, when was this? A few weeks ago, I was feeling pretty low. Um, I don't know. I was feeling like, like kind of how you were talking about how like you know oh the kids would be fine Mm -hmm. without me like they would be fine you know I just uh I just was feeling really really depressed Mm -hmm. um so I just I think every now and again I still get that I've always had depression though in my life so it's not something new to me it's not like I got it because of my postpartum um but the anxiety medicine has for sure helped me. Um, but I have my highs and my lows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not such a dramatic high and low. But, um, you know, occasionally I do get 
parts of like being depressed and that could be just be like my hormones and I'm about to get my period or something yeah you know it just could be like a stronger effect from the IUD and like when I'm gonna get my period um than like a natural um hormonal process for when you get without without being on birth control Mm -hmm. yeah so you know my journey's been a little uh, a little different, a little chaotic. Um, the back-to-back pregnancies, man, I just, the second one was just like depressing for me. I was feeling huge and fat and my body was hurting and I was uncomfortable. It was just not a glowing time for me. So I'm hoping that like, if we have another kid, the next pregnancy will be that glowing time where I actually get to enjoy it because you know I just didn't enjoy it my second time around and I hear the doctors always say like um your second your second pregnancy is worse but your second labor is better do you think that that was true with you much the same I feel like Hmm. um as far as I mean, Emmy came a little faster than Oki did, but um, than that, it was pretty much equal. Mm-hmm. Besides, like the um, the pressure and and the feeling with the epidural because the, it was different for each one. So, like, oh. the, I liked the second time around where I could actually be like, "Okay, she's ready. I feel her. Um, come check me." And then I'm ready to push. Like, I really liked the fact that I was able to um, make the decision on when my body was ready to push, push. And I could feel it. Yeah. That's one reason why next time I really um, would like to have, like, a stay-at-home birth or, like, at a birthing center. So I don't really have that option of an epidural. Yeah. Um, because I feel like being in control, like being in control and being able to read your own body would help you in situations like that as well. Like you can feel it. So like I, um, some doctors tell you to push and they don't know, they don't know when you need, they're looking at a screen of contractions, but you, you being able to feel it and tell them what you're feeling obviously helps a lot. Reading your own body. Yeah. That was my, that was, yeah, that was my favorite part about my second labor was mm-hmm. um, being in a little bit more control and being like, okay, it's time. I need to push and knowing like what my body, like the natural process of it all. Um, but as far as my postpartum journey, you know, I'm still going through it. Um, Emmy's, what is she? Um, 14 months now. So I still have my moments, but also I hadn't been on birth control for so long beforehand. And I really like my body was in its natural routine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I was used to that. So I just have to adjust. And like you said, your body changes, my body changes. I noticed, um, um, I noticed that like, and I don't know if this has to do with like tearing and getting stitches, but like different um, G spots from before I feel like are like in a different location or different spots feel better that, than they ever was did before. That's a fucking a hundred percent for me. 
and we ripped yeah. in two different fucking directions. So no, I, I really hope, please, you other people who have had babies, please tell us if we're not insane because I swear everything yeah. feels different for me. I also did, I ripped right next to my clit, clitoral area. Yeah. Um, so like penetration hurts really bad because of the way I ripped and I ripped previously again right where I ripped because it fucking healed all fucked up so like penetration is like a no-go right now so we're having to find other ways and um it's so it's just fucking crazy how literally you're like that always used to feel good like what the fuck you're doing it wrong or something <laughs> and like you and like it's real like no it really just doesn't feel good no I mean I I I agree. I notice things that I'm like that um, positions or spots or whatever feel better or feel good in general. That was like, what the heck? I've never liked this before. And things that I really did like or I'm hating. Yeah. So I totally agree. And I think. I don't know if this is true. And I kind of wanted to do some research. Also. Okay, good. I was hoping I wasn't. Then. You were for um, a second. <laughs> oh, okay. But anyway, so I want to do some research because I want to find out if sex feels better for a woman after she's had a baby. Because I feel like, yes, sex like felt great beforehand, but I feel like it's like a whole other level. You think so? After. I've been yeah. I've been having issues on that because it, for me, when I feel like when I was like six weeks postpartum. Um, I had like a very high sex drive and Mm -hmm. if like it felt great, it was, you know, everything was fine. And I mean, pregnant sex is even better. I thought that was like the bomb, like that first few, you know, months of being pregnant, your hormones are insane and everything's so sensitive. I thought that was like my shit, but I'm having like, I'm having issues. I don't know if it's because of where I ripped, but for me, like, it's been hard for me to find um, new p- pleasurable spots. Things. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of it, too, is you have to explore your own body, too, to figure it out because it's oh, all hell new. Yeah. Hell yeah. So whatever you had before wasn't going to be the same. But I really am interested in that. I'm interested in if sex changes for women after they've had a baby. I bet you that, uh, that they do. I've also heard that women, um, that once you're in your 30s for women, that's like prime sexual time. Hmm. I hear, interesting. I've like, I don't, my grandmother always told, told me as it, as you get older, it gets better. Yeah. That also might even be because we're like, we know our bodies more. We're more like. At least for me, I know I'm able to speak up more instead of being like, yeah, that feels great when it really doesn't feel good or just not say anything. Like, yeah. now I'm like, nope, let's try something new. Like, nope, that, no, let's do this. Or, yeah, I'm or the more, same way. Or I was just like, more. okay, yeah, all right. All right, right? cool. Why the it feels fuck great. Did you do that? <laughs> I wish I could go back and tell all of them, you sucked at this, you sucked at yeah. this, you sucked at this, and I just fucking lied to your ass right how are they supposed to get better if they don't know exactly 
That's why all of them. But I would, I, I think about that, like, because I feel like sex-wise, it's different. My body's different. Even with my face, my hormones, like, my face is completely different. That's how I feel. I feel like um, my, my face is different. completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like a whole new me, and you have to learn that, too, which also makes postpartum a little more difficult right your skin changes you're just like you said change i have i've tried like millions of different shampoos and conditioners since having coal and finally just found one that i really really like and same with face wash my skin i've has never changed so much in two years i like holy shit i finally feel like i'm on a good regimen and then i start working outside and all the sweat and everything you got to wash your face a million bajillion times yeah disgusting but yeah everything everything it's you're literally like finding you finding your new normal Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't know about those women that don't have any sort of postpartum issues i feel like everyone has something but everyone's also different yeah so i did talk to my like my boss um i was talking to her because she has children as well, and we were kind of talking about, like, our postpartum a little bit, and I told her that I had postpartum depression, and it was so funny because her face was just, like, immediately just kind of let went, like, oh, I, I didn't go through that, and it was immediately, like, okay, conversation over. <laughs> like, I went back outside, <laughs> she went in the kitchen, and I'm like, yep, okay, we're done. <laughs> Yeah, I got awkward. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, well, that was interesting. That was funny. Well, people that don't go through it, they don't know how you feel. Right, and, and you could tell true. that she I didn't mean, understand. There are women out there that don't go through it and don't have that big hormone change or whatever. You know, like, they just go back to normal, like nothing happened. So I know that happens because I've heard stories. It just didn't happen to me, unfortunately. And maybe it would have happened a little bit after Oakland if I didn't get pregnant right away after like the getting through the healing process because that was a rough one for me. But, um, you know, there's no like there's I never will know because I immediately got pregnant. That's true. Well, and then also for us, we both went before we got pregnant. We both went through some pretty. serious stuff before getting pregnant we had some things in our life that happened that kind of like stunned us so um if that's the right word to use stunned but we were going through some shit through depression beforehand yeah so it that doesn't help yeah so we were both in like weird situations before we got pregnant we were both like too skinny and kind of you know unhealthy not emotionally where we wanted to be in like a good place um I think for me I think Cole fucking like saved me because I don't think I I think I'd be on a total different wrong path yeah I think the same thing too I'm like man I was really partying I think that like getting pregnant was the best thing that ever happened because it pulled me out of that you know it's time to grow up Man, I'm going to be 28 years old. Like, we're going to be 30 soon. I know. Like, come on. It's time to grow up. Time for life to happen. And 
you know, I can't be, I couldn't be doing what I was doing. Yeah, it was fun. And I'm glad I was able to live that life for a little bit because I feel like it's important to experience it. Yeah. And not saying either that like we don't go out. Well, we haven't been out in a while because of everything going. But that doesn't mean that we still can go out and have a good time as well. Right. We just weren't doing it. We just aren't doing it every single night like we were before. Yeah. And and when we do it, we don't go out until 4 a.m. and then wake up at four in the afternoon the next day we you know we try and keep it civil and then we wake up at 7 a.m with a hangover so that's not pleasurable either so it's pretty much just like you're you're just going for it get a babysitter hopefully so i mean we still like to have fun it just isn't that was like a whole other level of fun that was borderline alcoholic um, I was thinking about that. I think definitely for me, it was like, like the binge alcohol, like binge. That's what it is when you, you don't like. No, I mean, I pretty much drank a lot. I was trying well, to say maybe just that. after work, but like, no, I drank like if I had a day off, like drinking, you know, like yeah, me and my family. Yeah. Right. Me and my brother, after my mom died, we'd, we would buy bottles of vodka and not saying we'd get like super wasted, but we would have fun and hang out and yeah, kind of drown our sorrows a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely a. Uh... A good thing, you know, having the babies, but, and for us, that's what happened for us, but for a lot of people, it's not what happened, so. I just, I'm really grateful for how we've, you know, where we are in our lives and what we're doing and, you know, look at us two years later going through all the hard shit and coming out on the other side. It's honestly like a really like. It's a really nice feeling. I mean, mm-hmm. always you're always going to go through shit. Life's always going to be there. But like just everything that we've already gone through, like look at where we are. Like look at like there's so much more to come. Like, you know, we say like, fuck, we're going to be 30. But at the same time, we're only th- almost 30. Like yeah. 30. We still have that. We'll still have another like 50 years. And I don't know if I want that long. <laughs> That's a long time. I know people live to like their hundreds in my family on my dad's oh, side. Oh, no. Cover me with the pillow. Yeah. Don't let me get all like, if I'm like obviously alert and still kicking, but no, if I'm just like in a nursing home or vegged out, kill me. Yeah. What's the point? Right. Put my ass in the ground. Not in the ground. I want to be cremated and made into a tree. Yeah, I think I want to be cremated too. I definitely do. You can get all these cool little stones and stuff done now. I hope somebody does something cool with me. (laughs) (laughs) Better create a will. I'm going to. You have to do this exactly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, that's our postpartum journey, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. I th- you know, postpartum journey is um, different for everybody, like we've said lots of times now. And I don't know why I just repeated it, but. It's- and <laughs> I like, if anybody wants to come on and share their story, then don't hesitate to message us. Heck or, yeah. you know, if, if ever you guys want to, like, 
participate or you have a story or it's different than ours or you want people to know or whatever you know don't hesitate to to hit us up and ask because we like to have we'll have people on and exactly i was um, just about to say it. we want we'll to do that yeah yeah you know like a girl's so, wine night where you're kind of like you know we can hang out drink some wine talk some talk some mom talk yeah no pressure right it'll be a fun time ask some questions i know i know um one person i have one person in mind right now that has actually asked if she can come on so we need to set that up so yeah in the next few weeks we'll get some stuff set up yeah so you guys just let us know or if you want to come on and talk about you know anything whatever just shoot us a message and we'll work something out mm-hmm. all right Thanks, everybody. This is Real Momly. Thanks for tuning in. All right. See you next time.